Uh, hi, I'm Mike Carey, sometimes Mark Carey. I write fantasy and horror and science fiction in a whole bunch of formats. Prose, comics, screenplays, occasionally games and radio plays. This is a series with author M.R. Carey. The start of the series is episode 148. Recently, you've received a special citation from the Philip K. Dick Awards Committee for the Book of Coley. How did it feel to get that recognition, and why do you think it caught the committee's attention? It, it felt great. I, 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 yeah, I, was, I was overjoyed to be in the list and overjoyed to sort of get the, uh, get the mention. Not least because I love, I love Philip K. Dick's short stories. Not the novel so much, but the short stories I, I absolutely adore. Why did it get the the committee's attention? I I honestly don't know. I mean, I I, I think as with Girl with All the Gifts, if, if um, Book of Coley does one thing right, it's it's the voice. It it's, uh, it has a it has an odd and unique voice. It's kind of um, it's kind of me doing um, a British English inflected version of Huckleberry Finn. It's a narrator who has learned to read and write very late in life, and is not particularly good at it. And so he's telling his story in his own sort of very hacked about and far from correct English, but it has a it has a sort of rough hue and poetry to it. So you know, all of his grammar is is crazy. Um, he can't do verb endings to save his life. He can't structure a story, so he's constantly saying, "Oh, I forgot to tell you this other thing. I need to go back." So it's like somebody telling a joke badly, but but. It, I do, but I use that purposely to sort of conceal information, bring it in later, to pace the story um, and hide certain certain reveals. I think that voice was 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 pretty successful. And then in each of the subsequent books, there's a trilogy. Uh, in each of the subsequent books, there's a new voice that comes in. So the first one is just Coley. The second is Coley and the woman he loves, Spinner. And the third is Coley and Spinner and a, a third character, Manano Aware, who is kind of a digitized consciousness inside an iPod, inside a, a media player. Wow. Okay. Nice. All right. Would you like to do a reading from Book of Coley now? I would love to. Yeah. So this is from quite near the beginning. The Book of Coley is another post-apocalyptic narrative. But whereas Girl with All the Gifts is just like a generation after the fall of our global civilization, in Coley, we're 300 years or so in the future. Right? So It's so far in the future there's very little left of our world, and there's, there's very, very uh, little known about our world. They have stories, but the stories are wildly um, uh, incongruous and out of keeping with what really happened. Nobody really knows what happened. They know that the world fell apart, but they don't know how. And there are a few pieces of legacy technology which are self-repairing and have managed to survive through those intervening centuries. And the people who use that technology have access to it the people who run the, 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 the villages of the future, they're, they're sort of an elite. But humanity is, is, is much reduced to what it was. It's, uh, 
it's a few people here and there living in isolated villages. The gene pool is so small that the birth rate is falling generation on generation. Things do not look good for humankind. And this is Coley trying to describe his world to us. Everything that lives hates us, it sometimes seems, or at least they come at us like they hate us. Things we want to eat fight back hard as they can and oftentimes win. Things that want to eat us is thousands strong, so many of them that we only got names for the ones that live closest to us. And the trees got their own ways to hurt us, blunt or subtle according to their several natures. There's shunned men too that live in the deep forest and catch and kill us when they can. Nobody knowed back then who the Shunnam was, whether they was just a faceless that had been thrown out of other villages, or if they had got a village of their own that was hid somewhere, but they was monstrous cruel and worse than any beast. Against these things, we of myth and root, like every settlement of humankind, put up walls, hollowed out stake blinds, set sentries, tried every way we could to pitch our own hate against the world's hate, giving back as good or bad as we got, we did ourselves in and weathered it, but what else was there to do? Each season brung its own terrors down on us. In winter, the cold could freeze your fingers off if you weren't wearing, and snow fell on top of snow until you couldn't make your way without web spreads or walkers. The snow was mostly just water set hard, but sometimes it had silver in it, and that was dangerous. If you drunk snow melt and didn't sieve out the silver first, it could make you sick in your stomach. Old ones and babies could even die of it. In spring, the snow thawed, which was a mercy, but sometimes, maybe one time in four or five, it would be a choker spring, and you would get something else coming alongside the thaw. Of all our mortal threats, I was most mightily afraid of the choker seeds, because they attacked so fast and was so hard to fight. If a seed fell on your skin, you had only got just a few seconds to dig it out again before the roots went in too deep. After that, there wasn't nothing anyone could do for you save to kill you right away before the seedling hollowed you out. In Mythenrood, our answer to this was to try to stop the seed from falling in the first place. As soon as the warmer weather come, Rampart Fire, which in my day was Catherine Van Astin, would send out runners to check the choker trees for blossoms. If they found any, she would strap on the fire thrower and walk the forest. Rampart Remember would plot her route, and ten strong spearmen would journey at her side while she burned out the blossoms before the trees could see. The spearman was to kill or fend off any beasts that might come, watching Catherine's back and her two sides while she played the fire thrower across the branches and seared the seeds inside their pods. Against the choker trees themselves, there wasn't any protecting that would avail, so Catherine and her spearmen only went out on days when the clouds were thick and heavy, and if the sun gun to show through, they run as fast as they could for the clear ground. Summer was hardest, because most things was woke and walking there. Knife strikes flying straight down out of the sun so you wouldn't see them coming. Mole snakes out of the ground, rats and wild dogs and needles out of the forest. Anything that was big and come by its own lonely self was given to fervor nesting to deal with. Fur was rampart arrow. She would take the creature down with one of her smart bolts. And if it was a drone that come, dropping out of the sky and throwing out its scary warning, one of Fur's bolts would oftentimes do for that, too. But she only had just the three bolts, which meant someone always had to go out to bring one back after she fired it. We couldn't afford to lose none. 
if wild dogs or rats or knife strike swarms come, we had a different way, which was rampart knife. Loop Finastin had that name when I was younger. Then Marju passed the test and it was given to him when Loop died. When a swarm attacked, Rampart Knife would stand up on the fence or the lookout and carve the beasts into pieces as they come. Then we would cook and eat the meat as long as there was no worms or melters in it. Worm meat or melted meat we kept well clear of. For even if you digged out what you could see, there was always more that you couldn't. I gotta say, our fights against the rats was far between. Mostly it was hunters that seen them, a pack of ours crossing paths with a bunch of theirs in the deep woods and both going on their way, but watching each other out of sight with spears all up on our side and teeth and claws out on theirs. Lots of people wondered how the rats could come through the forest, even in the warmest weather, for it was plain they didn't fear the sun. Then one time, Perlyuvan asked him, Rampart Remember, talked to the database about it. The database said the rats had got something inside them that sweated out onto their skin when the sun came out and kind of stopped the choker trees from closing tight on them or choker seeds from breaking open on them and growing down into their bodies. I guess I don't need to tell you how wonderful a thing that would have been for us to be able to walk through the forest without fear. Trees was our biggest problem always and the reason why we lived the way we did. The reason why there was a clear space inside the fence, 50 strides wide, that we burned with fire and sowed with salt. The reason why we never went out to hunt, except on days when there was rain or overcast. And why the dog days of summer meant dried meat if you was lucky, root mash and hardtack if you wasn't. The reason why we seen the world as being made up out of three parts, which was the village, the little strip between the fence and the stake line that we called the half outside and everything else beyond. No, I, I can see the fingerprints of uh, what usually gets a notice from the Philip K. Dick Awards Committee. So there's a pretty good strange budget there, you know, that you start out <laughs> with, the, with the choker seeds, which being the most dangerous thing, which was really, really, you know, catching and, 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 and imaginative. So yes, I, I, I enjoyed that walk there. That was really, really cool. Hi, I'm Mike Carey, sometimes MR Carey. I write fantasy and horror and science fiction in a whole bunch of formats, prose, comics, screenplays, occasionally games and radio plays. A lot of my recent uh, writing is about climate breakdown in one form or another. I've just written a trilogy about a world that is sort of... Um, is bedeviled both by uh, the direct effects of climate breakdown and by the, um, the human interactions that were meant to try to prevent it, uh, the geoengineering uh, interventions. Looking at the world in the summer of 2021, it's starting to look as though all of our projections for climate breakdown were actually way too optimistic and that things are happening more quickly than we thought and they're happening much more severely than we thought. I'm speaking you know, very, very shortly after uh, Canada just experienced uh, the, 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 the biggest and um, most disastrous heat wave in its entire history. So if I have a call to action, it's this. Read up on it. Find out as much as you can about climate change. If you live in a country where your government is amenable to reason, pressurize your politicians to try and do something about it and do everything you can to reduce your own carbon footprint. If you enjoy listening to Sci-Fi Thoughts, but find it difficult to remember to check the website for new shows, get this technology from the future. 
install into your phone a podcast player. Using this, you can subscribe to our podcast feed. And next thing you know, you'll be cruising around in your car with your phone plugged in, playing sci-fi thoughts, or you'll be out there jogging, or you'll be doing whatever you want to do. And have your ears plugged into some cool science fiction programming. You can find instructions on lancerkind.com. We've got some goodies for you in the show notes, along with links to M.R. Carey's author site, his personal website, as well as a link to a cover of the Book of Coley, a really special cover where if you look at it with your Google lens, you will see some cool on-cover animation. How to find the show notes? They're right there in your podcast player. If you just tap on the link that allowed you to play this in your podcast player, you will see the show notes. If you're not using a podcast player, go back to the site where you downloaded this MP3 and you will see the show notes on the webpage right there. This is the conclusion of the series with M.R. Carey. If you're like my friend Steve and you missed the first episode, the series started at episode 148. You can find all of the episodes of this series by typing into your favorite web browser, Lancer Sci-Fi Thoughts M R Carry with a C.